On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with MC, producer, and curator Dee Dwilly about our approaches to patients and responses to trauma. Episodes drop on Spotify every Sunday after they air and Wednesdays on YouTube. And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? Taylor Barrett. Hello. And Dill Dwyer. Mo. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) AKA D. Dwilly, the dopest cow in the game. Uh, Thank you for for finally being here. Absolutely. Um, I've been waiting a while. You have? Not not in like a sort of like a... Yeah, yeah, come on. It's just like, I've just been so enthralled with listening to this podcast every time i work and so i'm yeah. really happy that you gave me the opportunity absolutely to come, on the, come on the mic and get open absolutely like absolutely the ocean. absolutely Ooh, bars mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's really one of my uh one of my favorite rappers he used to come hang out at masquerade uh open mic uh when i first started that mm-hmm. and uh yeah we've been friends ever since you put me on uh bars over bars uh mm-hmm. And yeah, just solid dudes. So uh, the thing that, about you, though, is that you've been super patient. And I feel like patience is something that like I have a really hard time with because uh, mm. I want everything now. Like like right now, I want to talk about the car accident that I was just in. But you have to be patient. OK, yeah. this is a lesson. This is a le- see, Taylor. I brought it back. I brought it back. <laughs> you have to be patient. That's the next half. Right now, we're going to talk about patience, though. Mm-hmm. So um, what is what role does patience play in your life? Um, patience was a big part of my life, both people having patience with me and me having patience with other people. Uh, I have ADHD. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I seem pretty chill right now, but like you might see my leg shaking. Yeah. Sometimes I might accidentally interrupt or blurt out something because I have an idea that I need to get out right at that moment. Yeah. Um, but growing up, my uh, family did foster care. So we took care of a lot of kids that, mm-hmm. you know, came from different backgrounds, had different things happen to them. And so, um, Let's see. We started that when I was like five or six. Yeah. So like I just saw a lot of patience and understanding to like understand where those kids were even coming. I'm not even sure I really truly understood it at the time what was really happening because it was just like my mom has always loved taking care of children. So um, were you were you an only child until then? No, no. uh, I'm the eldest and then I have my younger brother, Cullen. And Cullen, I think might have been three. I might have been five, four, six, something like that. Yeah, gotcha. And um, what was like the spectrum of of closeness with the siblings? Like, were y'all best friends? Oh, yeah. Um, So like some stayed for like two weeks at a time. I think the longest that we had was three or four years, somewhere around there. And then we've also adopted somebody from the foster care, my little sister, Cameron. Right. So, um, But like, so, so as far as like patients, how did, how did having this foster care experience kind of help you foster patients? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I've had to be very patient because, you know, kids act out in different ways, especially if they're dealing with some sort of trauma. Yeah. Wink, wink. Hey, Um, (laughs) good man, good man. And, uh, you know, you have to be patient. Like they might do something absolutely like outlandish, like. Yeah. your poop on walls or you know just like things of acting out or maybe they just don't know how to act or something just in their brain they yeah. weren't dealt the right cards at the right time you know gotcha gotcha um, and so as a kid i've just i was usually always the older brother so i had to be there for them all the time getting bullied take care of that make sure i've always i say that my superpower is that i'm very social and can talk to anybody about anything so yeah just growing up like i think i really worked on 
my own skills of learning how to speak to people from different backgrounds. And yeah. That requires a lot of patience because yeah. well, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, communications communication takes a lot of patience. It just does. because it's it's something that like I always say this, like we do it our entire life, but we never got taught how to do it. And it, yeah. that is the most insane thing. To it's me. it's just like most work nowadays. You kind of just learn on the job. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really to mentor you. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever went into a situation thinking that like maybe you had a little more patience than you actually did? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I honestly like I get upset and sometimes rage a little bit. But um, I, I was really never really a kid that like acted out of anger or mm. anything so there have been times it must be which, nice yeah but, <laughs> like, I, like it wasn't always perfect like i had adhd so i was on medication so there are some pretty big gaps in my early childhood about that but yeah. the foster care program was one of the most like very like constant up until we pretty much moved to new hampshire when i was mm -hmm. in junior high we took care of kids from all age groups yeah. we had one kid uh that was older than me and that was the last time that my parents did uh, had a kid that was older than their eldest. I yeah, because they're yeah, also then you couldn't control them. So yeah, then but like, they also didn't have is... the experience of taking care of like a teenager when I'm yeah. eight years old. Oh, you that's know? very true. That's so, a good point too. Like yeah. they, they kind of. It, it sounds like they got lucky in the sense that you kind of were well put together and not you know, like had rage outbursts and were, yeah. were outlandish and stuff. And I, I also like that you brought up that you had a lot of different types of people and everybody expresses their. They're like rage and outbursts in different ways, especially in the foster care system, because there's mm -hmm. a good chance they're there because they didn't have that mm -hmm. that guidance in the first place. And I think a big part of communication that is overlooked is communicating in a way that the other person can understand. You know, like using mm -hmm. big words and using being super articulate won't always land if the person that you're talking to isn't receptive to the specific things that you're yes. saying. And yeah. it, it, that takes a lot of patience to be able to identify specific ways to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. and well, that kind of goes where the thing where I said that I've learned how to be patient with people, uh -huh. but uh, my way of sometimes consoling somebody isn't the best because I don't necessarily know how to make people patient with me all yeah. the time. <laughs> so, like I might blurt something like, well, maybe you shouldn't have just done that. Yeah. And they wanted something that a little was bit a little more bit more validating. sympathetic. Yeah, a little bit more validating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Taylor, yeah. what about you? What's your experience with uh, with patience? Uh, patience has always been kind of a unique part of my life because it, it's something that I struggled with a lot, and it kind of really like punched me in the face when I had a kid, you know. And mm -hmm. that's uh, she's she's almost two right now. Her birthday is January twenty second, and uh, she's kind of at an age where she is learning really important ways of communication she, mm -hmm. she she knows a lot of words she knows uh how to like signal for things that she wants and just being her dad i can kind of like understand the specific things mm -hmm. that she's asking for mm -hmm. but it requires a lot of working through stuff you know and that just being a parent especially of a toddler is like it, just, it takes a, a weird type of patience you know like everybody mm -hmm. tells you you don't understand until you until you understand and oh, it's, yeah. it's so it's such a stale narrative, but it's 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 bizarrely true. Especially, I'll have to wait until I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I, I even understand wait. that. On like even taking care of kids uh, as a kid, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely different when uh, you are directly responsible for pretty much yeah, their the entire well -being. well being. Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, well, and I, I yeah. feel like it, it's 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 the vibe changes from being like uh like the 
the best coworker, but you still have your bosses, but into like now you're the general manager. And it's like, mm-hmm. if this shit falls, it's on you. Yeah. yeah. If anything happens, it's on you. Everybody turns yeah, to you. Yeah. If there's an injury at work, it's on me. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. pay out workman's comp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't call a supervisor. I'm the fucking supervisor. Yeah. 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 Very we true. Can't have somebody come fix this. And it's it, that making sure that I'm at least guiding her in the right direction, make sure that she, that I'm, speaking to her for lack of better words you know what i mean because yeah. there's only so much speaking you can do with with a toddler but the, the, that requires a lot of patience and knowing, yeah. no, knowing what she needs at the specific time and if she can even be receptive to it yeah or communicate it so yeah, yeah. no that totally makes sense uh malik what about you what a, on your end what's what's patience uh what role does it play in your life uh i'm so impatient <laughs> i hate waiting you hated waiting for your turn you're just like man both <laughs> these motherfuckers you were very go. patient though yeah you were very, you very patient. well i'm also a great actor so, <laughs> um that's probably what you were seeing there <laughs> no i i struggle with patience because i think growing up spoiled uh growing up on the internet as it gets increasingly fast uh everything and accessible Mm -hmm. everything is like instant gratification Mm -hmm. i really do struggle with patience and it's something that i'm trying to practice more um in certain ways i'm maybe like overly patient to where it's it's almost like paralyzing excuse me paralyzing or like stifling to where um you know, I, I might just hold myself back from really doing something awesome. Yeah, but that's, a, that's an I'm important like, realization. I'm glad that, like, that's something that you realize. Yeah, I mean, well, like, performing, for example, it's mm-hmm. it's something that I've been very patient with. Like, I don't want to push myself to perform if I'm not in the proper space for it. But at the same time, like, at what point does patience become just, like, inaction? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to you be patient, you know, let things come to you, but, like, go get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No, I think that that's, that's a really awesome perspective just because um, there's there's things that I, I would say for me, music was the thing I was the most patient with because, like, I, I, I didn't want to put it out there. I didn't want to perform it. I didn't want to do anything with it for such a long time because I actually cared about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if a joke bombs... I don't care. Yeah. Like you know you what I mean? Your... It'll hurt for a second, <laughs> but like, I really, but that song, like it took me money to, yeah. to, to buy the beat. It yeah. took me money to record it, money to mix it, money to master mm. it, money to rewrite. You know what I mean? It costs so much money and to, to not have that received in the way that you want, like can be really painful. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can relate. Like, oh, absolutely. A lot of ways too. Yeah. And, but there's a reason why we still do it because uh, our magic power is patience with writing music. And yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I'm trying to be patient with my more patient with myself because the last time I tried to release something, I was like, no, it's all got to be out by this certain time. And it's yeah. just like, no, but I'm on nobody else's yeah, nobody, timeline except I've my had own. to really accept that for myself too because I love writing albums, I love mm-hmm. writing concepts. Yeah. And yeah. You have to kind of be patient with yourself sometimes with drops to make sure that, uh, you know, it's all done exactly how you imagine it and mm-hmm. how you want to portray it to the world. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes, like, there are times in which, like, I wrote this song, Funk It, that's mm-hmm. going to feature somebody. And as soon as I wrote it, I fucking posted it on my Instagram. That's awesome. And I was just like, I want to show everybody that I had a lot of fun writing this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, at the same time, I could have kept that to myself. And then when the finalized project just came out of nowhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it might have had like a crazier impact. Yeah. Who knows? No, I but I was just so excited that I yeah. didn't have the patience to hold it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that comes from a really genuine place of like being very passionate about the thing that you're into. You like it 
the, the way you're describing it just seems like you want your output into it to be genuine and honest and and, and good like legitimately mm -hmm. good by your own standards too mm -hmm. and uh, like that that can bleed into inaction and being overly critical and and a lot of things that 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 can just like like you said stifle you and and like and hold you back but it it comes from a really really good place and i i think a lot of people that are passionate about subjects that they're passionate about suffer from the, sa the same thing but once you kind of get the ball rolling like it seems like you guys very obviously have you know <laughs> uh it, it you, you know you guys find your rhythm like you guys have yeah well i mean it's like i've also yourself. seen you 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 be patient with like doing stand-up you know like you did it at your own rate mm -hmm. and when you were like ready for it you were like fucking i'm gonna get on stage and then you got on stage and killed it you know it was it was a it was a really satisfying moment too because like I definitely got lucky with the people that were setting me up. It was it was in 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 your realm and Logan put me on so beautifully yeah, yeah, and no. like it, it but it 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 was satisfying being like I didn't expect to do to do good. You go into your first tournament expecting to get your ass kicked, you know, no yeah. matter what mm -hmm. it is. And you know like I really did. I, I was I was ready to like cut my teeth on it and mm -hmm. like it, it was satisfying. And I I've been you know like writing jokes since then and stuff. Yeah. And, well, I think I think patience is important because it allows you to take time to like really get something solid, you know, like mm -hmm. there is that there is that because I have this song that I was thinking about playing on on the smoke break, you know, and but I was like, ah, it's not done. It's not mixed. It's not mastered. And it's like, I do want to show it to the world. But it's like, what would it be? Would it be worth more if I waited? Mm -hmm. Post in the comments if you want Zane to play a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, post in the comments. Or you can be patient and wait for it when yeah, it's for done. Yeah, for it to drop, all well, right? And just being able to have that conversation with yourself, like being able to objectively decide what would be better and like yeah. be able to have that, that entire conversation with yourself yeah. and make a decision is really but, important. And I, I think that's that's a really good point, but I also really appreciate like the realization that you had where it's just like, I don't want to be so patient that like if I yeah. if I know enough of what I'm doing, there's a certain amount of like, I should probably go do it. Yeah, like, or, trust in or also if you know that somebody's doing enough that it's not acceptable, you know, yeah. like mm. being patient with somebody's attitude where Ooh. like, you know, mm. you might give them, uh, you know, space to kind of like vent out their anger in a way where, that maybe you don't necessarily like it, but like yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be patient and listen. But then there's the point of if you have too much patience, then you can be taken. Advantage yeah. At a certain point, patience can also become enabling mm. or, you know, just allowing someone to treat you a way that you're not actually wanting to tolerate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we got, it's, it's a slippery slope. It, I mean, yeah. just like with anything too much of a good thing, it turns into a bad thing. And mm -hmm. I think patience can definitely be the same. Yeah. Wow. No, that's perfect. That's a good point. It's a great point. All right, cool. We are going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from nine to 10 AM on Shady Pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio. Hey baby, this is the teenage wolf man back from the grave to call the moon by its original name. Oh. That's right, it's getting spooky-ooky in the pines. This October 29th, the freaks are coming out one way or the other. On Saturday night from 8 o'clock on the melting dot till the moon bleeds out bright red all over your big maskless heads we got live but soon to be dead bands bands like Johnny Spanko 
Bands like the Super Sinister Band And bands like the Family Ghosted Center Where your grandma's spirit dances naked on the tabletop And your grandpa drools and watches So come out to the factory building at 226 Southeast Madison Right here in Portland, Oregon I'll be slapping monster tracks for that hairy ass and those elfin ears. Don't fear the reaper, baby. Come get down by the graveside. That Saturday, October 29th, in the spooky pines, where it's all with your nasty head. Wow. Well, that brings us right into our next topic, trauma. Uh, <laughs> I was a, I was an advertisement. It was guys. spooky. Yeah. That was, it was my spooky. That's yeah. For damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking and then all of a sudden I was listening. So that was really magical. <laughs> that was great patience. <laughs> we made it all the way to the second part. Thank you for your patience. Uh, let's talk about the thing. Uh, so yesterday I was in a car accident. That's um, putting it lightly. Putting it lightly, yeah, it was a it was a car mistake. Uh, <laughs> Whoopsie! Oh, spaghettios with my car though. Oh no! Um, so yeah, I uh, I was I was driving to a show, and uh, yeah, I just I, I I looked up and all of a sudden I was just being hit from behind by a, like a pit maneuver by a semi, and I'm just like sliding like I'm sideways and the semi is just pushing me, and I finally slide around to the side of the semi, and then I uh, go into the ditch and I'm like trying to control it, and then it just like flips over and it like the grass, the glass cracked uh, on the windshield. And I was like, whoa. And, uh, but I was totally unharmed. I was totally unharmed. Like totally fine. Fucking that. So, that's the second one of that car that's been wrecked. That's so and I've, crazy. I come out completely unharmed. Everyone's just like, Damn. I remember when they crashed in the, the back of my, um, my trunk destroyed it, destroyed it. They were just like, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're just like, yo, I've seen people like way more fucked mm-hmm. up from like less than that. And I was just like, oh, really? And like, were you wearing your seatbelt? You and loopy. allegedly, maybe I was not. But <laughs> you were a little loopy after that. That's about it. I was, yeah. So, bro, you know what you need to do is you need to now make your own version of Through the Wire. <laughs> On, on some oh, shit like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> through the side I re- door, <laughs> <laughs> where I crawled out. Uh, bars, dude, for real. Bars. So like, I'm like sitting upside down, and oh yeah, this is the thing that I forgot was that uh, the night before I had um, accidentally like gone through the radio stations and landed on the Christian station. So as soon as my car flipped, it unhooked hooked my phone. And it was just like, oh, God, is it not? It was, whoa. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Like, That is some Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah. That's some yeah. woo-woo shit, bro. <laughs> so you're upside down. Like, it, okay. like the classical station, and it's just like classical music yeah. while you're spinning. Well, I mean, it was, actually, it was actually just static. But I yeah. mean, it, it was on that station, so I was okay. waiting for the, that to come through. The first but, thing I want to say, and sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. I was no, very no. patient. You were. Is that uh, I'm so happy that you're okay. Yeah. yeah. Glad you're alive. Yeah, thank you. I thank you. Um, I, I was telling Zane like seeing seeing the just the picture of the car next to Zane's name freaked me out because I've only had one like really close friend death and it was a car accident. Mm-hmm. So just seeing like that association yeah. really like messed me up for a second. So yeah, very no. glad you're okay. I mm-hmm. uh, similarly so also have like a similar trauma. My first friend that I ever lost. Um, and I actually told you guys about this, uh, when we did, um, it was on another thing, but anyways, the first friend that I lost was in a car accident. She was on her way back from an atmosphere concert. 
Um, she called me on the phone and, uh, yeah, like the last thing I had ever asked her for was drugs. Uh, and then when I lost her, I kind of like just justified that. And that's kind of how I spiraled into addiction started this entire crazy thing. Um, so I guess it is kind of weird. Yeah. That was the Mm -hmm. prologue. I feel like that was my season finale. You know what I mean? Season finale. Not series finale. Yeah, exactly. Not series. We're still, we're just on the net. Yeah, you know, like some crazy shit had to happen. That's like a fade to black where like someone like opens a box and he just goes like, oh no. And the whole crowd is like, oh. You know what that is? That's the prequel that you don't even get to see until after the whole shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, what happened before that? And they're like, guess we got to make more seasons. (laughs) (laughs) We got to find someone that looks like a younger version of this guy. Fuck. (laughs) Um, but yeah so it's uh it's trauma's trauma's an interesting thing because i feel like there's going to be some things that i associate you know now where i like i see a semi and i'm like oh no you know like or i'm just hyper aware and i feel like trauma does different things to us like that so is there is there anything that like i guess you catch yourself um i guess perking up to or being triggered by like that's that comes from something in the past well first i wanted to ask you something um so like uh, I saw the image on Instagram and I saw that you posted and so and then I saw the comments and you were making a joke about it mm-hmm. and like yep, so first of all that made <laughs> made the case clear that you were at least okay enough to do that yeah. but also it kind of shows how you deal with trauma which yeah. is through your comedy yeah, yeah. and um, no, I that's, think that's really thank you yeah and uh, and I think that's why it's so strong too you know <laughs> it's it, you it's it's literally the thing you look for yeah first yeah when you're dealing uniquely, with trauma uniquely impactful yeah. tra- or uniquely yeah. impactful comedy that 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 you do it kind of has a similar air of a lot I feel like a lot of people that get dismissed because they're only trying to make that point mm-hmm. but you're lacing it in with like consistent punches and that's I, yeah I, that, that is that's that's very unique well yeah. uh the thing that like I guess like let Taylor and Josh know that I was okay as we were driving home, they came and picked me up. Thank you, I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you. I was way the fuck out there. Uh, that was a hell of a drive. What a road trip for the boys. <laughs> but I was I I the adrenaline had finally worn off, you know, and I was like kind of like sleeping in the car, and we'd got back to Vancouver, and I pop up, and I was just like, I think I swallowed a tooth, and he was just like, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, it wasn't very filling. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! And yeah. uh, that's what let me know his his prefrontal cortex was still intact. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get Phineas Gage. He's still smart. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's still he's still Zane. <laughs> but please go the fuck back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it says a lot about a person. The first thing they say after they get in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. So just. Oh yeah. yeah, is a is a pun that the first line of is very potentially true. Like me and Josh were like, "Whoa, shit, are you okay?" Like, <laughs> and then he just hits over the pun. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh my god, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I I don't know. I called Amanda and she was just like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "My hair's a little fucked up." And she's just like. I was like, I was like, you remember on Trailer Park Boys when like Julian crashes and he comes out with like the he's still holding the glass. I was like, that's me like picking out my hair. Like I just crawl out and I'm just like, just making sure it's good from all angles. Ready for routine. But the one, the one injury that I did sustain, and this is this is uh uh very important to talk about, is this scratch on the back of my ankle. A little uh, scrapey poo. That I, yeah, a little scrapey poo. Yeah, I uh, I got out and I was pacing back and forth and scratched it on a uh. On a thorn. 
Mm. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah, no, I just, I just had I just had to make sure that we you made it out completely alive. Yeah. Let's just do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like God didn't want me time, getting too cocky. I feel like the whole time you're waiting to get picked up, you're just like thinking of jokes about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. It's like uh, fresh worse than no Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're real. climbing out. Like, yeah, exactly. I was just making sure my phone was fine. I was just like, that's wrong. You're like sitting upside down and still you're like, I could use this. Yeah. This, I, could, I could do a set about this. But that's the same way like when i go through trauma immediately like in the moment i'm not even tripping that much because i'm like mm-hmm. this is about to be a hit <laughs> this is about to be a hit oh my Straight god up. you're you're yelling i'm already making bars okay? <laughs> I, I checked so, out five minutes ago how do you how do you uh so you noticed that about me how do you deal with uh some of yours when you're when you're uh sometimes i can that. be pretty like funny blunt Mm-hmm. A little bit like, oh, that just happened. Yeah. And ah, oh, great. This is going to fuck up work. <laughs> or something. Like that. It's so dumb. I have that wage slaves mentality of like, at, like, I remember one time I broke my arm trying to dance on a longboard. And nice. like breaking, sweet... breaking bones can be pretty traumatic because you're just like, it, you think immediately of the future. Yeah. Of like, how is this going to affect everything I'll that I do? I'll never be able right to hold now. the mic again. Yeah. I've broken this arm three times and Damn. it's not great. Like, Different places? I, like, whenever people, yeah, or no, always in the same spot. Jesus. Uh, sledding, got tackled by a dog, longboarding. Mm. Those are um, all pretty cool ways to like break a leg. Break a yeah. yeah. And those yeah, are also like all beloved like, things. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like fun activities. It's like, here's something that makes it awful. And you, could, you couldn't have like Thanks, learned drama. something from the last one to prevent the next one. No, be, it's like, oh. just like there's no. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't dance on a longboard. Like, no dog. Like... <laughs> um, but I, in other like uh, forms of trauma, like I've had a lot of relationship trauma in the past. Yeah. So I've. um. I've uh, definitely written a lot of songs specifically either addressing that person or yeah. even just like um, situations. It's kind of like listening to a soundtrack. There's music that plays for certain scenes that happen, light motifs yeah. and whatnot. Like you hear so. very sad music. So uh, sometimes instead of just writing about the thing at hand, I write about like the feeling that I'm mm. having. Yeah. And so yeah. like a lot of my passion, even uh, even though I haven't had like a, like my relationship right now is super great. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm getting married. Yeah, um, boy. But um, like there are still things that uh, just from past relationships in which like uh, Raina has been being patient with me mm-hmm. uh, because those are just things that I like different ways I act because of things, uh, yeah. things that I do. Um, the things and, you've experienced in the past that kind of like make you do that knee jerk reaction of just like, I'm sorry, that wasn't. That wasn't that wasn't you. That was me viewing someone else through you. Exactly. Exactly. And she's been really patient with that. Um, also, just randomly right now with ADHD, I, I don't know if it's just me mm-hmm. or whatnot, but I think a lot of people really forget about like the memory loss gap in mm. there because that plays a lot into the attention mm-hmm. span of people with ADHD is that sometimes you literally can't remember what somebody said. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I also am diagnosed with eight. I don't know if it's ADD or ADHD, mm-hmm. or whatever. I feel like they're the same shit. Yeah. Um. But 
sometimes I feel really bad because like I'll forget really important things and I feel like just a bad mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Like, like you can even write it down and it's just you forget that mm -hmm. you like wrote it down. Mm -hmm. it's like, well, did you write it down? Like, yeah. I forgot that, to check my notes. Fuck. That's <laughs> the attention span <laughs> aspect of it. Right. The attention span is you just like butterfly going here. into a void for a little bit and not listening to anybody mm -hmm. or anything. Well, yeah. And uh, I think it gets lost on like that concept of just like knowing that you have frustratingly bad memory gets lost on a lot of people because I I have good memory, but then it feels like that good memory every single time something gets solidified in my memory, just like a cheese grater goes over mm -hmm. and half of it goes missing. So I have deep memory, great like long-term memory and short-term memory, mm -hmm. but uh, the parts that are, are bad are fucking atrocious. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, parts yeah. that are good are, are, are phenomenal. Especially like if week somebody's pages. dealing with their own trauma and you're trying to be there listening mm -hmm. for them and like, you're just like I'm playing through my own trauma, playing, <laughs> playing through my own trauma and trying to be patient with both myself with understanding what's going on, mm -hmm. but also uh, making sure that they're patient with me simultaneously yeah, yeah. with uh, with actively listening. Yeah. Well, I think that like a lot of people don't know how to react to somebody like crying, for example, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I'm such a physical person and stuff. So I, I yeah. love giving hugs. Yeah, I love yeah. like back rubs and like high fives yeah. and making sure people kind of feel that energy flowing from me to them. Yeah. Through that sort of physical See, thing. But not I, everybody's about that. Exactly. Yeah. Because like I would get like super anxious and then um, Amanda would be like, oh, my love language is touch. So I'm going to give you a hug. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this feels like a straight jacket. Yeah. Like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. Um, just, yeah, like, but that's, that's, you know, that's my own trauma, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, we, we have to kind of like understand that like each person's dealing with something different and, you mm -hmm. know, try and just be compassionate and patient towards those things as they work through them. Mm -hmm. So I almost ran out of breath in that sentence, but I'm, I'm really proud shit. of you for getting through it. I did it. I did it. Like, I'm proud of us. Back. I'm yeah. proud of us for, get, for getting through this episode. <laughs> Thank you for uh, I mean, allowing me to over. give you a, a hug <laughs> when you arrived. No, too. no, 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 no. no. You I, gave I, me a hug one time, and it was super. Weird. I showed up to your yeah. show, and you were like, "Hey!" And you like had your arms out, and I could tell in your brain you were like, "I didn't mean to put my arms out for a hug, but I already committed." Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then we hugged, and we were like, "That was weird." That was weird. It, it, that was like Aww. we have never hugged in the in the entire two years that we've known each other. We've never hugged, and I did not realize it until that moment. I was like, "Huh?" That was huh. It's really weird. You know yeah. what that sounds like? It felt like, like we like kissed and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not do that. I've <laughs> actually, I've had that happen once for me. I, I, I am not a very interesting person. I'm straight. I'm white. Ah. Uh, you know, one of those would be a strike. Don't care about my, my Irish roots really at all. <laughs> Uh, you got one more bad thing about you. And yeah. You strike. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. I mean, I'm straight and German, so I, I, I might be too. I, you know, so I don't know. Oh, man. You know what? I just completely forgot the point that I was getting across. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had the worst. <laughs> well, on that note, we are going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the smoke break here on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Okay, so Halloween's coming up and you're a spooktacular person, but starting a small business can be scary for anyone. Whether you're a baker, a witch, or a witch that bakes, we would love to help you. At Rational Unicorn Legal Services, we offer community business law for everyone in the community. Go to our website today to schedule a no-cost 30-minute consult at www.rationalunicorn.com. And we are back with the smoke break here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. So it's Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? 
Taylor Barrett. Greetings. And D. Dwilly. I just arrived. <laughs> this is D. Dwilly. The I, other I've person was that, Dill Dwyer. Yeah, there was somebody that was a cow clearly impersonating me right. that was here earlier. Yeah. So yeah. The cow dressed as D. Dwilly. Yeah. 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 That, was, that was very strange. <laughs> the very the cow formerly known as D. Dwilly. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, dope. So we are going to do one of my favorite parts, uh, which is we're going to get real, bro. We're going to get real, bro. We're going to ask a question. I'm excited. Question that I've never seen. I haven't seen all of these. This is what I've been patient for. Yeah. To be honest. This is the point in which I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So what's the first thing you feel slash think when you hear the term male privilege? Wow. Okay. Okay. So when I think of male privilege, like I did not. I think most boys did not growing up knowing that male privilege was a thing. Um, no. It's another one of those things that you mentioned, like, isn't in the handbook, unfortunately. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, so I think growing up in, in under, like, growing up specifically around women, being raised by women, mm-hmm. being best friends with my sister, hanging out with girls at school, whatever, yeah. like, you start to realize that there's a certain... Um, theme there's a certain commonality that like every woman in your life has been hurt by a man mm-hmm. and i'm recognizing that like well men aren't necessarily having that as much with women i mean everybody got mama issues or whatever but sure. you know it's not like it's on the same scale it's yeah not, it's it's not yeah. comparable it's like in it's any way. scary the 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 shit that you hear like mm-hmm. that women have gone through it's so it's yeah. terrifying it makes yeah. it like I, I used to go on walks at like 11 a night around yeah. Lentz Park without really thinking about it. Yeah. Like I, I brought like a flask with me as like a blunt weapon or something. But yeah. like I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to have headphones in sound canceling yeah. and just go on a walk at 11 at night. And yeah. uh, that's not something. and that is not something that I feel like a woman can do. No, no, no. <laughs> she can't even walk to her car, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, without really? somebody talking to them or wanting to mm-hmm. interact. Mm-hmm. Them, like, expecting an interaction yeah so, so for me i would just say it's it's just been connecting with with more like women and femmes and hearing mm-hmm. their experience of like yeah. what they've had to go through as women and recognizing that none of the things that like are they're most concerned about are things that i as like a man and a boy have never had to worry about yeah mm-hmm. absolutely no i think that's really that's really important that you're you've been able to through the lens of knowing multiple women in your life be able to just kind of absorb that experience um because yeah that's something i grew up with two moms um i've always been kind of i i say effeminate but i i my mom will be like, you're not effeminate. And I'm like, you're saying that because you're my mom. Also, I'm only talking to my mom. So uh, <laughs> doing my best. But um, just having, I guess, all of that, that influence, it's it, it helped me like understand like some of the experiences that women go through that have been, you know, that that aren't something that, that yeah, like that men have to, to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the mm-hmm. music thing, like. <laughs> women can have headphones in and somebody will still try to talk to them. Exactly. If you had headphones, they'd be like, well, I mean, he probably doesn't want to be yeah. talked to. You yeah. know, just... And it, then we'll give them an attitude when they don't want to take their exactly, headphones. Yeah. Exactly. We're trying to compliment you. It's like, you're being right. fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. it's like, you don't want to come up, come home with me? Psh, ho. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> huh? Like, what well, are you trying to get out of this it's, interaction? Do you know what bro? ho means? Like, what? Male chauvinism. 
is one of my least fucking favorite things mm. in the world. Yeah. Uh, for my own clarity, and I feel like a lot of other people that don't want to ask, what exactly is chauvinism? Because I'm not even 100% sure. Chauvinism, it's the way that I see it, it's sort of just an outwardly uh, stereotypical masculine trait flexing thing that you you'd utilize in order to make yourself feel more powerful than yeah. a woman. Like just putting yourself over people for the exactly. sake of your own ego. Uh, essentially, it's just showing off that you're a man. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that yes, that yeah, yes, yes. Very yeah. big problem. <laughs> it's like uh, just the even like you know it's locker room talk mm -hmm. yeah. is a good yeah. example yeah. of it. Like I love soccer, but I hated a lot of the people mm -hmm. that I played with. Yeah, growing up. yeah. Like, they would just say the most outlandish things, like "Oh yeah, and me and my bitch this," yeah, or like uh, you know uh, just talking about stuff that. I, I'm positive the other person would never share. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, well, and it's like I, I I can kind of relate with that because like when I lived in uh, when I lived in China, there was like these cats that like I was around that just said the fucking grossest shit, you know. And it was like I felt because I never really had any male role models. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is like, this is how we interact. This is like mm -hmm. how you're one of the boys. This is how you're one of the cool dudes. And it's like, I adopted some of that gross shit. And if you don't do it, then you get yeah, you, Yeah, you get called yeah. gay. You get called, what, you don't, you don't like tits? You don't like blah, blah, and you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, you get bullied because right. you're not portraying this yeah. gross masculine if you're not always talking about mm -hmm. sex, then you're not a dude. And you it's don't like, hit bitches. Oh, uh, yeah. you must be soft. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's really just, I guess, you know trying to like wade through all of the shit that like we've been taught you know mm -hmm. whether or not it was like directly taught where they're like this is how what it is to be a man or something that like we saw and perceived and we're like this is a masculine trait this is what i have to do to be perceived in this way that i feel i need to be perceived as mm -hmm. and i so to just to, to like to answer the card the first thing that, that comes to mind it was, it was hard for me to figure out how to phrase it so i'm glad you guys went first but it uh just the amount of like unwritten rules that they're like forced to participate in just to like survive in a social climate at all. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, there there are similar rules for men, but that's only if they choose to participate in the mm -hmm. toxic masculinity. Women do not get to choose in in participating in it because it's forced upon them mm -hmm. very very often. Whether it's just in a simple so like social setting, not wanting to be flirting on it or like there's a million ways to escalate it, but it's. Th they don't get to choose to participate in it and they still have to abide by this like insane set of rules. They have mothers teaching yeah. their women how to operate around toxic men. Yeah. And, or like, yeah, mothers teaching their daughters how to like operate around like super toxic men and creepy men mm -hmm. and like what to say so you don't make them too mad and yada yada. Like, that's, yeah. that, that's absurd. Yeah. That's, that's fucking absurd. That that's stuff that this. like we never had to learn as far as like how mm -hmm. do you dance around this conversation so you don't get yeah. murdered. Mm -hmm. It yeah, also yeah, says exactly. a lot about our society if the conversation isn't like how do we stop that from happening exactly. it's how do we protect you from it when it inevitably does yeah happen. yeah right. absolutely no that's a really great point is like it's i i think i had seen a meme and it was probably something amanda had posted but it was just like why is it we're teaching you know our daughters to deal with toxic men instead of telling men not to be toxic yeah. like that's you know why why are we trying to remedy the situation when we could just that male dominated yeah. society Patriarchy. uh I want to shout out one of my coworkers, or not even my coworker. She was my manager, mm -hmm. and she was always the person I could go to. Her name was Jess, and uh, she, you know, one sole woman in like a crowd of like really old white men mm -hmm. and stuff. And I used to always hear like, "Oh, she's such a bitch" and stuff. It's like, 
well, maybe she kind of has to in order yeah. to survive in this yeah. like environment that maybe that's the only way men will listen to her. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Well, it's like that's that's the the thing is that like we look so much at the person without asking what caused that person. Mm-hmm. You know, we just look we just look at the result. We're like, oh, this person's mean. It's like, well, maybe they had to be to survive in a climate where they're constantly being undermined, where mm-hmm. they're constantly and I, I don't know. I think it's important to talk about, you know, uh, okay, what do you, what is, what's your guys' experience with this? Like with um, seeing that not everybody is like this, but realizing that enough people are like this. So it's important to talk about. Uh, leaving, I, one of the reasons I left New England is that the bubble that I believe New England is kind of has this culture trapped in there. Like, um, I just, Coming here, coming here, I have noticed such a great community sp- support for more aspects that I can even name compared to back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also wanted to shout out Ladies of the Rose yeah. because they are one of the best organizations in the city when it comes to putting on local shows for uh, trans youth, uh, queer folk, femmes. Yeah. Uh, it's all femme run. Uh, like, I, I, there's just... It's important. New England just really open, like getting out of New England really opened my eyes about how like trapped in this sort of nasty culture sometimes mm-hmm. that ha- not the entirety of New England, just yeah, like yeah. some of the people that live there. And- yeah, and that's it's 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 important to express that you know is like it's not everybody there, but it's yeah. like it's enough people, and that's the problem is that like if it's enough people, we have to like say something about it. You I, know, I think when I was a teenager, I had a lot of. Um, arguments of me coming from a really ignorant place where you hear women and femmes say stuff like oh men are trash or i would just argue and argue and argue well not all men Mm. just like how you hear like you know white folk not all white like (laughs) yeah that's not what i'm saying um and what i've just i guess over years of again and it's almost like the same kind of thing like after being exposed to um victims of the shit for Mm -hmm. so long and it's like, okay, well, maybe it's not everyone, but the fact that it's been this many, like, I can't yeah. not look at this really close and try to yeah. understand, one, why is it happening? And two, like, what can I do as a man to, like... Make sure that it doesn't continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Or at least be a part of it not happening, Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. I think one thing that Zane actively does, and I try my best to, is using... uh what we are given as a platform in order to elevate other people. You know, like I feel like for me, it might be easier for me to get a job than other people would or get opportunities that other people can't. So then I I want to try to like use that opportunity. And I know that you do too, uh, to be able to give people who aren't necessarily given these opportunities. Yeah. I said opportunities a lot, but no, you're uh, good. Thanks for being patient with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But I feel like, uh, Obviously, we as men, we need to provide platforms for women to succeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I'm, I like that you brought that up because I was going through the like the our last couple episodes. I was like, we've had like three like black queer folk. Mm-hmm. With like the other ones were women. There was only like one one white dude, and it's like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with white dudes, but like 
the amount that those dudes are probably still getting on other things absolutely is is going to be substantially yeah. higher than the the people that I tried to give more of a platform to. Mm-hmm. We tried to give more of a platform right. to. I, I I like that you brought up the, uh, the 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 not all men argument because I feel like that that is a really easy fallback for a lot of people. But uh, a, a metaphor I heard for that situation was like if you pour someone's drink into five cups and you poison one of them, obviously not all of them are poisoned, but they're not gonna fucking drink any of those cups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Not, not all of them. Not all cups. There's, not all cups. There's there's something that you said that that um, I want to look at the language of because I think what i what i believe and and i don't i haven't really spoke about this belief but it's it's interesting to to talk about sure i think i want to stay away from saying like women need this exactly. from men yeah mm-hmm. but men need to do this for women like mm-hmm. as the oppressor mm-hmm. as the patriarch it's it's our responsibility to do certain things but women can do anything and everything that they need to do and femmes without like us being a part of it like exactly we should open those doors it's the yeah. right thing to do For and sure. we should continue to do that and also like they don't need us to yeah yeah no i yeah. think that's 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 a really um important part of language to mm-hmm. point out so yeah awesome cool well we are going to take a real quick commercial break we will be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio Hey kids of all ages, it's Halloween season again, here in the Spooky Pines. Listen in for Halloween themed shows throughout the month. And then, Saturday, October 29th, join us and curbside serenade with special thanks to Rational Unicorn Legal Services for the Spooky Pines Graveside Get Down at the Factor Building, 226 Southeast Madison Street from 7.30 till midnight. We'll have live bands featuring Johnny Franco, Army Worship Soto, Super Secret Band, along with Food and Beer, Games, and more. Go to ShadyPinesRadio.com slash Get Down for more information. Advanced ticket purchasing and enter our Halloween raffle. The Spooky Pines Graveside Get Down. Saturday, October 29th at the Factor Building, 226 Southeast Madison from 7.30 till midnight. We'll see you there. Welcome back to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? Taylor Barrett. Hello! And D. Dwilly, a.k.a. What up? D. Dwilly! All right, go ahead. Uh, I would like to address not anyone in particular, but anyone who may feel uncomfortable by hearing jokes about white people, white men, white women, or just whiteness in general. Um, we get to, uh, we get to make jokes about whatever we want and, um, it all comes from a place of love and understanding and awareness of what's going on. So. But seriously, white people suck. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you don't like the jokes you're telling on yourself. Amen. Bars. That, yeah, pretty much. Bars. Bars. Just saying. 
this week. <laughs> Saints like, does this guy really suck? <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to find out what you guys are excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, putting the patriarchy in line. Yep. Yeah, that's Every one day. of them. But after yeah. that, after that. What are we excited for? Um, I'm going to go last. You or, go last. Taylor, do you want to go first? Taylor, no. yeah. You don't yeah, want to yeah, go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, well, I am excited for all the shit that my daughter's going through right now. You know, yeah. I, I that's been on my mind a lot. I'm noticing like a steady incline in the stuff that she's learning and like the complexity. And it's like she's at such a good pace. And yeah. I am just so like she, she's like grabbing uh, her mom's phone and like yelling dada and like like she FaceTimed nice. me on her own the other day. That's nice. Nice. Like, nice. like that's creepy. You're, yeah. You know, no, that's wait, until, wait until but... they learn how to use the tablet. Oh, it's yeah. the first time that I saw my baby sister do that. I was just like, yeah. She's an alien. How, yeah, does, how does she real. know how to use this? Yeah. It's, it's creepy. Uh, but I, I think a part of it is kind of like how like if cats see you on a laptop, they want to just like press a laptop. They like she's not like typing words and shit, mm-hmm. but she just sees me pressing buttons and she's like, I want to do oh, that. Oh, when they go to kid YouTube and they swipe over the screen oh. to find it. It's Over. weird. It's well, like I've, I've, I've seen kids. My cousin did this thing where he didn't know the words that he was typing. He just knew that these four pictures, it, it happened to make a word that if he put it in the search bar, it would get him to the video that he wanted. He didn't Nuts. know the word he was searching for. I don't even know if he could say the word. Yeah. But he knew that if he hit these four buttons and then hit this fifth button, it got him to his video. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And it was, it was creepy. Yeah. Press these pictures for good screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in this exactly. order, very important, <laughs> yeah. very important. But I, just to kind of circumvent the whole like uh, navigating my phone, learning how to like uh, getting comfy with like tablets and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, most things are going to be touch screen, but I got her this like drawing app. So every time she presses the screen, it's a different color mm-hmm. and it's like this bright neon shit. So we're like going through like learning all the colors. She's learning how to make shapes and identify them like on her own and shit, which sounds Super trivial as a yeah. as a twenty six year old mm. human being. I did this shit a long time ago. Nobody gave me credit. Yeah, I could draw a circle right now. Nobody would give a fuck, and it would be a bad circle too. I mean, think about how good you feel when you get the right key on the first try. Yeah, like, yeah, so. no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like she's you know in the shape block and shit now, and it's so weird being excited for that because I remember yeah. being in daycare and being like like, like seeing kids do that, and I was like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. Not no impressive. compassion. No compassion. I got a Game Stupid Boy. Kids. I don't give a fuck yeah. about a triangle. Yeah. It's a triangle. It fits into yeah. triangle shaped things. Yeah. Let me know when you learn math, dumbass. Yeah. I'm watching my toddler daughter do it, and I'm like, you're so smart. Uh, I made you. It's, it's so weird. Oh, no, that's awesome. That was something, you know, when you used to do episodes of The Smoke Break, I was always just like curious, you know, to like watch what, what it was like at, for you as a parent to watch your your child like develop and, and start to grasp new concepts and it, it's 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 very strange also feeling childish like i don't feel like an adult i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of adults especially in my age range don't feel like adults they just feel like they're kids that have bigger oh, yeah. responsibilities sure. now and they're For like sure. scared and shit. Yeah, yeah it's weird but like nobody talks about it because they have this like overly resilient like i'm fine i'm just gonna fucking i'm gonna hustle through life and it's like mm-hmm. no this shit's scary dude and it's weird <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it's 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 weird ha- like kind of having to have that resilience for for another person now it's not just like this faux bullshit like i'm gonna fall, I'll take care of myself and be a bachelor yeah it's not like <laughs> it's i'm, I'm realizing what adulthood is yeah gotcha. yeah exactly gotcha. like the value of it yeah dill what, what am i are excited? we excited for well 
as always, doing bars over bars, I'm excited to throw more shows. In fact, you know what? what's crazy is what's that there's crazy, somebody Dale? in this room that's going to be on one of the shows what? soon. Actually, Who? you know what's even crazier? There's what? two people that are no, going to be on shows. Nah. Yeah, me and Willie. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Shows. That's no awesome. way. That's so great. I'm glad I curated you for all of the sets. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Malik's going to be on a show November 23rd. That's going to kick ass. Mm. Check it out. And then uh, I don't have this officially announced but uh zane will be part of the year anniversary of bars oh, over bars what? What that? first folks yeah what, what i'm very happy that you guys are so on board with performing like absolutely it, it's always nice to reach out <laughs> the people that are really excited to perform like i have people already kind of like lining up for 2023 and i need to figure out some residencies first yeah but um i'm excited for that i'm excited for my own music i feel like lately like i've been writing a lot of like cypher music instead yeah. of like songs That's fun. That's fun. i love i love writing i love writing like flex bars but like i started getting back into like writing what things called? i'm like i'm such flex a, bars I'm such just a, showing off I'm like such a, a noob to rap i feel like flex bars. I was hey, but you got it in you though like, like if you're just, just like flexing lingo, you're just so showing off what you can do yeah whereas like, yeah. like the song is about that you're a good rapper yeah yeah essentially you don't even have to necessarily lyrically say that you just have to be like I'm yes. sure. in different ways. Yeah. yeah, whether it's your flow, cadence, what, what, did, what was the thing that you said? You said like Carne, nice to meet you. Oh and yeah, I, like, is your name Carne? Because it'd be nice to meet you. And my brain exploded, and I was like, "How did he take <laughs> the thing that I do and the thing that he does, and then make it? You can make <laughs> how does music he know funny? another language? How? Yeah, <laughs> wow." No, so um, you're excited. You excited I'm excited some... for writing. Exciting yeah. for putting on shows. I'm excited. Uh, I've been working overtime, which kind of sucks, but I'm excited for the paychecks that are coming because I uh, plan on putting that towards a music video. So Ooh, yeah. I, I need to know I, as many details about this music yeah, video. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's going to be for a song called New Game Plus. Oh, okay. That's so you got to beat the game tracks. first to listen to this song. Yes. Is what you're saying. Isn't it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm excited for the prospects. I do a lot of dreaming, not at nighttime, but during the day in which I imagine... That's what my future will be like, it, and uh, my future is looking pretty clean for music. That's in the future. So. Hey, shout out to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, thank amen. you, amen. thank you. I, I'm probably gonna be impatient and want to show you some of it after. Hey, this. So oh, of course, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But, as long as you save it for the world, so that way they get the full effect of, course. of it all at once. Yeah, yes. Well, that, that's such a unique. Uh, like transition into like you've been a performer, you've been doing performer, now you're like hosting other performers and mm-hmm. shit like that, and it's like you, you know, you. you you got promoted to the supervisor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, and like, sure, I, I've never really had a mentor in any aspect of anything. So like um, going through this, it's me kind of learning from Hero on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. who does the East Coast bars over bars and kind of just going through his experiences. But I act like a mentor with him because I'm far more patient than Hero is. Yeah, so yeah. kind of coaching him through like different reactions because there's a lot of drama that happens in New England. Mm-hmm. And so kind of just like being like, Here's how I would analyze this. Yeah. Maybe let's do this. Well, I mean, let's I think that's with important with just friendships in general, just being able to like, if there's something that that you are better at or, mm-hmm. you know, possibly more better versed at, being able to just kind of swap those things and be there, you know, yeah. in different ways. Because there's shit that like, I'm terrible at that Taylor, I, I just go to Taylor. I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, like, <laughs> what? 
Yeah, math, math mostly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anything where it's you know there's the the division sign, I get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but you gotta have those that community to fall back. Absolutely, on absolutely. To, like ask questions and to exactly. like not know stuff sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think no. it does require a lot of uh, just like honesty and integrity too. Like like with yourself of like trusting your skills and acknowledging your own gaps that mm-hmm. that, that kind of falls on the individual to do that, and then. Th- you just kind of have to hope that the other person is on the same page. And mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of makes the community, you know, that ends up absolutely. making the group of people that have that shared information. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Malik. Well, Talk to me. What are you for? excited for? Well, of course, I'm very excited to be uh, performing at the. Is it Legrowski or Lebowski? Big Legrowski. Okay, it's like a pun on growlers. Yeah. Okay, for sure. I was I was a little pretty unsure. Sweet yeah, <laughs> and I <laughs> didn't want to say it out loud and be wrong and then embarrassed. Yeah, so, I love um, that place. Um, um, so I'm excited sad. to be performing at the Big Legrowski on the 23rd. You got it on the 23rd. Um, I so I used to perform. Um, I, it was a very natural progression from like learning how to make music, getting comfortable making music, getting good at the time and making music to like, okay, now I'm going to perform. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. I think I did like three or four shows and then I had another one coming up. I had my set all prepared and ready to go. Um, my first friend death happened, rest in peace, DJ, um, right before the show, like maybe maybe a week mm-hmm. yeah it was intense it was a car accident um and i had wrote a song just dealing with those feelings mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like it would be right for me to perform this mm-hmm. song at the show as sort of like a tribute to him and sort of just like a goodbye and i started the song i couldn't get through it i choked had to just go to the next song and in hindsight you know when you perform you fuck up you choke yeah. whatever yeah. especially when you care about it a lot through, yeah when you well when you care about it when you're going through loss in that moment yeah um so but that was very very traumatizing for me and i did get through the show and it was like a cool show whatever we had fun after that but like after that i never wanted to get on stage it was never anything that i had any desire i was just like i want to make my music i want to put it out like i want you to hear it but i just need to make it and that's pretty much the bottom line um and then just meeting meeting uh entertainers comedians and rappers and poets and people who are just doing all types of different things obviously with the podcast too and getting a lot of encouragement from Zane and getting the invite from D. Dwilly. I'm just like, you know what? I'm getting back on the stage. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking my power back from the trauma. Yeah. And mm. I'm going to rock it. And I hope y'all come see me and yes. say, say hi. I'm super proud of you, Malik. Like, I, when, you, when, you, when you told me that you were going to be at Bars Over Bars, I was... I was proud of you <laughs> for seeing seeing what I see. He yeah, did with one text. Would you been trying to do for what six months? I, I mean, he's 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 right. Get, he is good to be honest. Like to that's also superpowers that I get shit done. So. <laughs> that's true. Hey, and that's why you have to have those people to bounce you out because yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so I'm just I'm grateful to have the people around me to like help me move through the trauma and into a place where I can actually like serve the serve the craft and the culture at like a higher space versus just like oh yeah i make music and i keep it to myself and my friends mm-hmm. that's cool i love that but also like 
it's good music and people need to hear it. Absolutely. And I need to perform sure. it. And I agree. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Super excited for that. I'm super excited too. What are you excited for, Zane? Hey, it's your old pal. I'm excited to be alive. Yeah. I'm excited to be alive. I'm excited That's that it. you're alive. That's it. That's I'm excited to be alive. Um, I'm alive. excited to <laughs> go forward with uh, just the knowledge that like, you know, I guess the even more cemented knowledge that like in any moment I could just not be here, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, I need to make the most out of every opportunity, out of every fucking friendship, out of every relationship, out of every every um, moment, every moment. Absolutely. So I am. I'm just excited. I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys here on the smoke break. Are you excited to check out new cars? Th there's a new cars movie. No, you're... <laughs> ah, I was called Cars too. <laughs> me, me and my roommate were very not sober the other night, and we were like, "Are there any boats in the Cars universe? Are there any boats?" This is like a very serious. There I, are. I found one. I, I eventually I found some other ones because mm -hmm. I spent some fucking time on this. What were their names? Well, you know, uh, there's the whole planes universe. Yeah, the, the, the planes thing was real, but we we, we we wanted the boats. On one fishing boat, his name is Krabby. And that was the most wholesome shit nice. I've come across while I'm that far gone in my life. It, it, was, it was amazing. You didn't crying. have a second name? No, his name was Krabby, and he got crabs. But like, not like that. Like, he like delivered crabs to the... Okay. All right, well, this has been The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Peace! <laughs>